It's not about politics, it's about football. This is a simple game. We're going to run the ball, and we're going to pass the ball. He's just going to play football, really. How good of a football player are you? I just get in and try to spin it. That's all. I just love the game. It really is the best time of the year. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to It's Just Football. Trevor Sikama, Mike Renner here with you on a Thursday, which means it's trivia time, baby. It's time to get back in the win column. It's the desk versus the chat. We're doing PFF trivia all about the NFL. If you guys are new here, you picked a good day to check out the show for the first time. This is going to be a lot of fun. Mike, I got revenge on the mind, man. The Oof. chat the chat took us down last week. Didn't feel good. Did I'm not. not. I'm not going to lie. We haven't been behind the eight ball in the record books Really, have we all year? I feel, no. I feel like we've no. been ahead or tied most of the time. So, like, this is a strange feeling over the last week, being down in the win column. The chat's won four. We've won three. How are you feeling going into this? Taking a little different strategy. I've been tra- yeah. talking trash mostly the last few times. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it hasn't gone our way. I'm going to take a step back. Give the chat their due. You guys are very smart. This is going to be a good, hard-fought battle. Both teams are going to come and bring their best. And I'm just excited to enjoy a Thursday trivia. Already a lot of uh, lever and likes. Mm. Replacing, of course, hey. the first letter of our name. You guys earned it. With the letter L. They did earn it. But I think we're going to snatch it back today. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm focused. I studied up this morning. <laughs> we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Well. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're also going to put out the bat signal, as we have many times so far this season, for some guys that we want to see show up, be heroes this upcoming weekend in some different NFL games. Of course, we're going to have some betting angles for you guys, too, uh, as well as a little Thursday night football preview at the end of the show, too. Let's get the production portal guys in there. Quinn, Eli, Saab, how are you guys feeling this morning? How are we doing? Good, man. I have faith in you guys today. I think you're going to go on the road and steal a dub. Is Unlike it, Justin it does, Herbert. This does kind of feel a big, like a road, road game. game. Yeah. This kind of feels like a road game. It really does. You know? Just looking around the crowd. I mean, like, listening to the chat. The boos are coming in. They're heckling us. Uh, Eli already threw his beer on me this morning when I walked into the office. You know? Like, I just, I feel it. I, I just feel the road game. Did you guys eat breakfast today? Or are you doing the ketosis thing again? No, it failed me. It failed me. <laughs> it failed me last week. I had a big ass breakfast burrito this morning. Uh, I had turkey and waffles. I need the ooh, wait. I still got the turkey because I I buy multiple <laughs> leftover turkeys every year after Thanksgiving and I just eat turkey for the month after Thanksgiving. It's, okay. Uh, thank you for clarifying. Like, I thought you meant you legitimately still had turkey from Thanksgiving. No. I'm like, dude, you're gonna have to run out in the middle of the show. Dude, ninety nine cents a pound for a turkey. Week after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. It's like buying Christmas decorations the day after Christmas. It's Mike Halloween. walks like into the apartment a week ago with two full-size 13 pounders. turkeys. I've been eating turkey all week. It's good. Oh, dude. You know what? I give you credit for it. I give you credit for looking at the price per pound deal and just going, I got to hit that Got to. And it's good, too. It was Smart. pre-smoked turkey. It was fire. Smart. Smart, smart, smart. Speaking of food, I asked a quick question of the day. A lot of people were talking this on Twitter last night. I promise we're going to get to football in a second. But how many crab rangoons do you think you could eat in one sitting? Ooh, I do love a good crab rangoon. Going- Some, somewhere in the neighborhood, like 60. Shit! No, 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 50, no, 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 no. They're not that many. Okay, maybe that's too they're, many. They're super okay, 30, 30. I'm going like 20. I said okay. 22. I think like 25 is pretty much my target here. Okay. Yeah, I think 30. 60. Now, like, if I have to, I can yeah. I can nut up and get somewhere in the 40s, 50s. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, that'd be tough. To stretch yourself with crab rangoon, that'd be difficult. Want to hear in the chat how many crab rangoon do you guys think that you could eat in one sitting? It's a, you know, it's a very interesting food. It's not like a protein. It's not like something that uh, isn't going to sit in your stomach. You know, it's going to sit in your stomach, so you just got to think about it. A lot Quinn, of cream cheese. Quinn, do we have a real question of the day here to get us kicked off? We do have a real question of the day. What do we got? Um... So Baker Mayfield, I don't know. He's not making his debut tonight, is he? He's just going to be on the sidelines. Oh, he, he might. He might. They, they said, said they're going to test back. Wofford out in uh, warm-ups, and if he's not ready, they're going to throw in Baker. Because that's smart. Well, well, there you go. So maybe could it be worse? Baker Mayfield uh, makes his debut tonight. But in honor of Baker Mayfield, because he had a baller rookie season, um, since 2006, only three rookie quarterbacks have had a higher PFF passing grade than Baker Mayfield did in his rookie season. Oh. Name those quarterbacks. That's a great question. Since 2006, only three rookie quarterbacks have had a higher PFF passing grade than Baker Mayfield did in their rookie season. 
name the quarterbacks. I think I know. 2006 being all the three? start of the yep. PFF era. I think I know all three. You know, Jameis, obviously, for his, you know, how well he takes care of the ball and how effective yeah, he is. Yeah, you right. know, that's, uh, it's just got to be the goat. way up there, no doubt about it. I don't think, there's no way Burrow was in there. There's no way Tua was in there. I don't think Herbert was in there. Ooh, was Herbert in there? No. Mahomes only played one game his rookie season, so that doesn't count. Josh Allen wasn't good his rookie season. Sorry, I should have clarified minimum 250 snaps. Right, so it's not somebody okay, that just came right, in for right, a, right, right, a series right, right. It's not. Uh, um, is Andrew Luck one of them? Do not believe so. I'm trying to think of who else would be super effective. Mariota's not one of them, right? Nope. I would not have thought Mariota's. Oh, Jared Goff? No, you're joking. You remember Jared Goff's rookie year? Oh, that was Jeff bad? Fisher. Oh, dude, you're I so guess... bad. It was the Fisher year. He didn't even play until like week 13. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Jeez. I was just thinking Sean McVay. I was thinking Sean McVay. Yeah. I was thinking Sean McVay, Jared Goff, but you're right. They had Eric Fisher, or not Eric Fisher, uh, Jeff, Jeff Fisher that first year that he was there. All right. Who you got? I believe it is mm -hmm. Russ Wilson, RG3, Dak Prescott. Ooh. Definitely Russ Wilson. Fairly certain about Dak Prescott. I, mean, I know RG3 had a higher overall grade. Obviously, some of that was because he went for... You know, RG3 is a good poll. I would not have gotten that one. I believe those are the three. Um, now I know Mac Jones had a good grade as a rookie. I know yeah. Herbert had a good grade as a rookie as well. Going back, Matt Ryan was think, pretty high too. I didn't think, I didn't think Herbert's was that high though. But I, I believe it's those three if I had to put a guess to it. All right, solid guesses. We got some solid guesses out here. Some people are throwing Matthew Stafford in there. No, Stafford is bad as a rookie. And he had that shoulder, right, as a rookie. Ooh, some people are throwing Wentz in there. Mack. We got a couple of people who are throwing Mack in there. Tanner's going Russ, Dak, Mack. Burningham's going Dak. Jackson, like Lamar Jackson, I'm mm. guessing. Uh, not passing. Russell Wilson. Lamar Jackson ran a lot as a rookie. But if he didn't pass the ball that much, then no, he, he was not. He passed and wasn't good when he passed. Also, he, was, he had a rough rookie year of passing. Um, Damon says Cam Newton. Cam is would be could Cam be. and Luck put up good numbers, but they were very like high variance, right? They had a lot of turnover early. Plays, yeah, Luck did so. have a lot of turnovers early on. Yeah, yeah. So I just from a grade nature. perspective, it usually kind of you know grading helps the more conservative you know turnovers, and obviously negative plays are going to hurt your grade. So that was Dak. That was Russ out the gate. So Curtis Allen says, Josh, shit, Josh Rosen. Don't think, I don't think so. As much as my QB1 label would have liked for that to be the case. Don't think so. Ooh, Taysom Hill, ultimate wild card. Probably not. This is his rookie year when he was 29 or whatever. It says name the three quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right, you're right, you're right. So I guess, you know, Those are the, that's a solid guess. I guess if he's a quarterback in your mind. RG3, Dak. Russ. So you're most confident in Russ and RG3? I, uh, I know RG3 has a higher overall grade. Yeah. I think he had the highest overall grade as a rookie of anyone. I, I'm most confident in Russ. I know Russ did. So then you're, you're confident in those two? And I'm fairly certain about Dak as well. But, but it's passing grade, not overall grade. Yeah, could, so, be, could be Mac, though. Could be so Mac. So we'll see. All right, well, we got to the end of the show to give our final guesses. You guys give out some good ones. I think that that's a good start. Good job, Mike. I, see, this is this is the confidence we'll I needed in you. We'll we do the we'll question see. of the day, and you knew right off the bat. You're like, yeah, I know it. I think that, that means you're going to be loaded for trivia. Ah, boy, that was a trivia question. I'm in. No, 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 no. Yeah, you got to we'll take it in. That's we'll positive momentum. Yeah. You're taking it in. It's like end of the regular season, great, getting into the postseason once we get to trivia. Before we get to trivia, though, let's sound at the bat signal. Let's look at some of the games that we've got here this weekend in week 14 and highlight a couple of players that we need to show up for a variety of different reasons. Mike. Where are I forgot that we had that, so I'm glad that I paused at the exact time. Who's your first bat in a signal out for? Today? Well, I'm going to have a couple for the New England Patriots here because obviously they got to show the F up over this final month What's that plus for? of the season or else they ain't making the playoffs. Family? So the first one I'll throw out, Jonu Smith. Okay. More because this honestly isn't Jonu's fault. He's only been on the field for 324 snaps all year, 22 catches for 200 yards. But here's the kicker. He's going to count $17.4 million against their cap next year. And if they cut him, he's going to count $12 million against their cap next year. Hmm. They signed him to one of 
It has to be one of the worst tight end. It was crazy. Free agent moves in recent. It was a crazy deal. Awful. Deal. They overpaid Awful deal a lot for Johnny Smith, and that's as somebody who likes Johnny Smith. Yeah. And everyone thought it's like, oh, they're going to have a plan to use both him and Hunter Henry because they signed them both in the same offseason. Nope. No plan. Just John who's basically the backup. <laughs> it's it's kind of ridiculous. So, obviously, this isn't really a shot at John who. This is just they better figure out a way to use him because they don't have enough weapons at offense to obviously move the ball this year. They've been struggling. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, it's a good call-out. I... I, I do feel bad for Jono. I agree with you. Like, how is he ever going to live up to that contract? I don't think he ever was. Yeah. Felt like he was just set up to fail with that one, but they definitely need him. They definitely need him a lot. They're playing the Arizona Cardinals, I believe. What is that? That's Monday Night Football, right? It's not Sunday? Yes, yeah. it's on Monday. Monday Night Football, Patriots, Cardinals. Thankfully, the Patriots defense has been playing well enough where I think they're going to shut down the Cardinals no matter what, but it would be nice for yep. some players along the Patriots offense to show up as well. I- I'm going to stay with the Buccaneers, uh, my Buccaneers, and I'm going to say Mike Evans. Mike Evans needs to show up we need him to be a hero that is what we need he, i think that he has been fine up to this point he has had a couple of nice games but in the last four games for mike evans five catches 40 yards five catches 54 yards two catches 31 yards four catches 59 yards you need something more yep. you, need, you need something more from that offense and it's an offense that is out of sync in a ton of different ways but I wish that there was a I wish that there was still something in the statistical column to say, all right, at least, you know, when the going got tough, we were able to lean on Mike Evans. It's just not there for the Buccaneers right now. And that's what Mike has been for this team, I think, over the last five and six years. That's how he's gotten more than one thousand receiving yards in every season that he's been in the NFL. But it just doesn't feel like he's on that level this year. He just doesn't have that connection with Tom Brady right now. And even some of the opportunities where the ball is going his way, they're just it's, it's simply just not fine in his hands, mm-hmm. one way or another. Either Brady's a little bit off or or Mike's a little bit off when he's tracking it. Whatever it is, it just feels like that connection is not where it needs to be. They need him to step up and really be the hero in that passing offense. I know Chris Godwin's fantastic. K. Dotton's coming along. They've got Cam Brady they can dump the ball off too. But, like, all of that is nice when you have a wide receiver one like Mike Evans really taking control of things and he just hasn't so far this year so they really need that from him yeah and the sort of genesis uh of that offense byron Leftwich's offense obviously bruce aaron's offense before was predicated on the downfield passing game vertical route tree mike evans bread and butter and it just hasn't been there of late and that's you know when you don't have the explosive plays in the offense you're gonna look like shit what the bucks offenses look like so. big, big stoey said bad signal for joey bosa you gotta heal faster i actually <laughs> i actually looked this up yesterday because i wanted to put joey bosa on here you know the chargers are sitting here at six and six they need that hero right the bat signal would have been perfect for joey bosa but then i read um it was either at the beginning of this week at the end of last week brand staley was like yeah, it's going to be a while still. Like, he's not he's not even returning to practice. Like, it's going to be a while for him. So, it sounds like they're not even going to get Bosa back unless they make the postseason. So. RIP. RIP. We hardly knew ye. What's we need your to next do one? a uh, Wolverine segment in that Wolverines thing. Can't he heal like he Yes, he does yeah. heal himself. Yeah, which Bosa injured player Wolverine, needs to take HGH the most? We should do. That should definitely be a So, segment. the Liver King segment. Yeah, the Liver King segment. There we go. We can do that. Deer antler spray. All right. My next one, Tear staying on the Patriots, because, again, Patriots, they got a couple winnable games coming up. They got the Cardinals. They got the Raiders. And after that, it's a gauntlet. So they better take these next two, or else they got, I believe, the Bengals, Bills uh, down the stretch may not be the easiest of games. So, Mac Jones, here's your time. Bat mm. signal. Mm. It's up. He has a 58.9 passing grade this year. He had a 78.5 as a rookie. He may be the answer to one of these questions. He may have been better than Baker Mayfield. I don't know, but that's one of the better rookie passing grades we've seen in our 16 years of doing this. I don't know what's happened this year. Obviously, behind the seat, obviously he did get hurt. That's not going to help your development as quarterback. Missed a few weeks there. Got benched in the middle of that Bears game. One, though, one game all season long with an above-average grade. That was two weeks ago against Minnesota. 3.7% turnover-worthy play rate, seventh highest among all quarterbacks. This 58.9 passing rate, second worst among all quarterbacks. It has not been a lot to write home about in a good manner for Mac Jones, but now's your time. And all, that can all change because you have your destiny in front of you. Change it. Yeah. 
They certainly need him to step up. It, it felt like after last year, there were some doubts about whether or not Mac Jones was going to be the long-term guy with the Patriots, but he had good enough of a year where you went, okay, he's going to get plenty of time to really figure it out, and we're going to at least be able to see what the best of Mac Jones is. He wasn't going to get the early hook or anything like that. Now it's kind of like, all right, this year as a bounce sack, not exactly great. You've got some doubts in the back of your mind, but this could be a huge statement game and obviously something that could propel him throughout the rest of the season as well. Patriots, uh, not likely that they're going to make the playoffs, but it's still yeah. within the realm of possibility. So how Daniel Jones, or not Daniel Jones, sorry, Mac Jones does in that will definitely go a long way. I'm going to stay at wide receiver, and I'm going to go with New York Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore. Let's see it, my guy. Come on. Obviously, the chronicles of Elijah Moore with the New York Jets has been well documented this season about how frustrated he was with his usage and the touches that he was getting. I'll just say that there are little hints that the last couple of weeks could be precursor for what could be a nice little breakout for him with the last four or five games here of the season. In week 12, only had two catches, but he had 67 yards. He was able to make the most out of him. He was able to make a huge play, have a massive impact, and he recorded his highest receiving grade of the season in week 12 last week. Ah, the stats were not nearly as good as what you wanted them to. However, he played the most receiving snaps that we have seen from him since week one. So that tells me that at least they're willing to get him out there on the football field. They're, they're wanting to get him involved. It's going to take a little bit of time with Mike White anyways. But this is a good athlete. This is a good wide receiver. Remember the dude that we saw last year? It mm-hmm. felt like he was the only option for the New York Jets. It felt like he was going to be a cornerstone of the receiving game. And it's all been so strange how it devolved so quickly with him. But it's still right there. He's still on the team. You didn't trade him. He's not in the he's not he's not pouting and not wanting to go back out on the field. You've got him. Make the most of him. The Jets need this kind of player. He's a talented dude. Let's go. Let's see the best of Elijah Moore in 2022 this upcoming week. Yeah, I'd love it, to see it. I think it was shrewd of the Jets to say, hey, we still want you. We know that things haven't gone well, but we're not going to trade you away. We drafted you highly in the draft because we believe in your talent. And they've given him now the role that he wanted or the role like that probably better suited him coming out of Ole Miss. Yes, he could play outside wide receiver. He proved that as a rookie, but now he's back in the slot. This past week was his first one of really getting full slot usage. And again, he didn't get the targets, didn't get the touches, but those will come as he gets more reps there. And the talent really, again, has not gone anywhere. Nathan said, shout out to the graphics creator. Quell said, graphics guy, work hard. I was in awe the first one that came up. I'm like, I know. Production portal guys out here working. Uh, Blink Blink says, Sav, salute. We salute you. Uh, Blink says, Elijah Moore should just walk into the other locker room. Quote, by accident, end up in the Giants locker room. By accident, put a Giants jersey on. By accident, just practice with the other New York team. That would be quite the accident that the Giants would love. It's not a bad strat. It's not a bad strat. Don't hate it, Blink. All right, who do you got next? My next one, we're going to go one La L. Collins. Mm, right tackle for is, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. So now, he's been crucial to this offensive turnaround in the run game. He, he has played much better in that regard of late. This offensive line as a whole has played much better in that regard of late. Obviously, they've kind of retooled this offense as the season's gone along in their run game and how they operate it. But still in pass protection, my guy. You were Joe Burrow's bodyguard. And he gave up five more pressures this past week. 49.8 pass blocking grade. Hasn't changed a lick in that regard. Only two above average pass blocking grades all season long. Wow, Collins. Come on. Let's see it. Let's see it. Because if he, if he turns it on at all, if he reverts back to the form we saw at any point during him in his career in Dallas, this could be, this could be the Super Bowl Bengals. It's, it's really like one of the missing pieces still is the pass protection of this team. Lalcons go a long way and it's that. not And it's not an if thing either, right? It's not like, oh, you know, if the Bengals make the playoffs, they'll need him. Or even saying the Bengals need him to make the playoffs. Sure seems like the Bengals are making the playoffs anyway, yes. right? That is the direction they're going. They're one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They, they will need him. It's not this if thing. It's a, hey, the opportunity is going to be in front of you. We are going to play in the postseason. We need you to play better. So I think you're right. It feels like the last missing piece with that Bengals team is just for – the, either the additions to the offensive line or just the offensive line overall to play better. Mm-hmm. And then they could be one of the most complete teams in the NFL. I'm going to go with Jared Goff for my next one. Lions quarterback. Now he's been playing well as of late, but I'm sending out the bat signal because I want his best performance yet, right? Hosting the Minnesota Vikings, favored in this game. All right? This is a 5-7 and seven football team that is favored over a 10-2 and two football team. I think a reason for that is because 
how effective they have been able to be in the passing game. Now they're getting Jameson Williams back. Jamal Williams has been fantastic out of the backfield, leads the NFL in, t- in rushing touchdowns. But Jared Goff, man, you see it here. The numbers, they're not overwhelmingly great. But they're decently efficient, especially if you go down to the adjusted completion percentage. She's kind of putting the ball where it needs to, but what I'm worried about the most is the turnover-worthy plays. A lot of people are pointing to, look how incredible Jared Goff has been lately. The five touchdowns, no turnovers. Yeah, but only two big-time throws to four turnover-worthy plays. I need more from you, my guy. If I want to really have faith in the Lions and where they're going, especially as we get into the offseason and how many questions over the quarterback position we have, I got to see it. Let's see the best of, of Jared Goff this weekend. What an opportunity to do that against a team that Vegas clearly thinks is a vulnerable, high win-to-loss uh, opponent that you're going up against. So uh, would love to see the best of Jared Goff this weekend. Lions ain't out of it. No, they're, they're, not. they're not. They're not out of it. So that, that, if, if they make the playoffs, that would be a— Playoffs? We said, or should you be scared of Taylor Heineke in the playoffs in Washington? If Lions make the playoffs, I think you should be scared of the Lions. Because that would mean they're on an absolute tear Ooh. heading into playoff time. All right, okay. my last one. Last one. Asante Samuel Jr., mm. Los Angeles Chargers. Someone's got to step up. Someone's got to play well on the defensive side of the ball. It's been a mess all season long. We've lamented their run defense a lot. But after J.C. Jackson went down, Asante Samuel Jr. has not stepped up in his place as CB1 in that roster. And obviously, J.C. Jackson was not a CB1 in that roster either. He has allowed 100 yards in two of his last three games. He has now allowed the most yards of any cornerback on the season. Tied for first 615 yards this year. 106.5 pass rating when targeted. 57.8 coverage grade. He was better last year. His numbers were better a year ago as a rookie than they are in year two. Damning. Damning numbers for Asante Samuel Jr. I didn't realize that, man. He started off the season He's been the best pick of all time, according to Brand Saylor. He was the what? The best pick of all time. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. I thought, you, I, thought you said, I thought you said best draft pick of all no, time. I was like, hmm, no. <laughs> Probably not. Even for me, yeah, like no, the Asante no. Samuel coming out. Um, I, I would love to see Asante play well. I, I love his game, but, um, man, that's, that's tough. That is definitely tough there. Uh, what do we got here? Last one. My bad signal is Daniel Jones. Ooh. I'm going with, I'm going with Daniel Jones that. here. I would love Daniel Jones to show up in the biggest way. All right? You're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. You're hosting them. You're seven-point dogs. You got a 57% chance to make the playoffs. Let's see the best of Daniel Jones, right? The Giants are at best when Daniel Jones is not only passing the ball effectively. Okay, he's not going to be Peyton Manning out there. We all understand that. But it's the rushing component of Daniel Jones. Being able to be that one-two punch with Saquon Barkley. Have both of those options in the backfield to get you some easy yards. That is exactly what we are looking for. That's what I want to see from Daniel Jones. It's going to be all eyes on you this weekend. Can you step up? Can you be that guy who's going to be able to earn that Probably short-term new contract, but new contract nonetheless. Let's see it this week. Well, that's the other thing. It's like give yourself the stage, right? Give yourself, and he has it right now, give yourself that stage in the playoffs to put up a performance that's going to give someone out there, a GM out there, the ability to buy into you and give you, you know, 15-plus million, 20-plus million. I know it's probably not going to happen. We've seen crazier things with someone like Mike Lennon in the past to where he puts up a little stretch here. Someone could talk themselves into him this offseason, maybe even the Giants. But this is his opportunity. He's, like, done enough to kind of salvage reputation. But if he can go above and beyond these last few weeks, he can really vault himself into that actual contract. I've got people agreeing with me in the chat, but still calling me lever. (laughs) Thursday's theme hits hard. You got to earn it back. And I really do love you guys for it. I love you guys keeping – Keeping trivia that okay, here we go. All right. Beard Man says Mike and Trevor need the bat signal for trivia. Yeah. William, bat that signal for Mike good. and Trevor for trivia. Guys, do we have one? Do we have us? Do we have a graphic with our face on it with L's over the top? Because Is that a thing? It's true. I don't want that to be a thing. Don't do it yet. I don't want that to be a thing. We don't deserve that. We're only one We're behind. Only one behind. <laughs> We're only one behind. We don't need that. We don't need the graphic. We've already seen what Sov can do with his graphics expertise. I don't need you. I don't need you giving him any any hints here. Um, let's see. Do we have any other good ones from the chat? A couple of people said Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley just needed a bat signal for him overall. Jonas said Trayvon Walker. I mean, Trayvon Walker feels like he kind of is what he is at this point. You know, this rookie season. This was this was expected. right? This rookie season. Yeah. You know, like you, you were betting it. You draft Trayvon Walker for year three. That's why you draft Trayvon Walker. You know what's a good bat signal? 
Desmond Ritter. And we didn't touch on that at the top of the show, but right before the show started, it was announced that Desmond Ritter was, in fact, going to take, or I should say is, in fact, going to take over the quarterback spot for the Atlanta Falcons. Mike, what do we think about this one? Is the bye week right now, the timing of it, what do you think? I think it's great. It, we obviously probably calling for it earlier in the year, but you're still going to get a nice month sample of Desmond Ritter to see what he can do. And in that offense, you don't need the quarterback to do a ton. You know, it's Marcus Mariota. They've won games with Marcus Mariota really not throwing. I think they won a game with him throwing less than 15 times this year. So it's a run-heavy offense. I'm excited to see what he can do and just give him a shot because, again, we've talked about it. We talked about it on yesterday's show. They're going to have a top-ten pick, more likely than not. If you have a top-ten pick in this quarterback class, you have to be – you have to be. You have to kick the tires on these guys. They're that good. They're that talented that you at least have to do your due diligence. If Ritter shows you something, you can ignore it. You can go elsewhere. If Ritter does nothing over these next four weeks that he gets the chance, then you're really looking at the QB class. I, I I do agree with you, and I saw some people you know talking about this when the news broke. You know, four games is not enough to fully judge what Desmond Ritter can be, but you at least have to have an idea, right? You're sitting here and. You were going for a playoff spot, albeit the lowest playoff spot, to win a division and sneak in probably below 500. I understand that you were going for that in the middle of the season, but now that you're sitting here, you are picking number 10 overall. You have to know something about Desmond Ritter. Mm -hmm. You you have to see if he is just catastrophically bad or not, right? Because he's going to struggle. But if he shows signs of learning from mistakes and getting better, and and it's just a, a progress, I would say, from what we're seeing in practice now and everything and all of that, that is somebody that you can be comfortable investing in. And maybe you say, all right, number 10 overall, maybe we can go with a pass rusher, somebody along the defensive line, something, and we can roll with Desmond Ritter. We like what I saw, what, what we saw, but what you don't want to do is have no idea what he can be with live bullets, if yeah. you will, going into this draft. So I think that that's, that's kind of where I am as well. And you can cut Mariota. Yeah, Mariota goes from four mil on the cap this year to 14 next year and of course with it being another year on his contract the dead money comes down anyway so you could they could save about 12 million dollars if they move on from marcus mariota and right now that's well they set the contract up well to basically do that they're like hey little investment this year show us what you got after that cut bait if it doesn't work out if it does work out that's probably a steal for the number he was going to get but obviously has not worked out to the degree you hoped all right you ready for it let's do it you ready we're not talking smack. We're just excited for the competition here. We're just excited for the overall competition that we have for the latest edition of Are You Smarter Than a PFF Grader. You know how it is. The record, you guys in the chat, you got four wins on the season. Us here on the desk, Mike and I, we got three. So you're up one win on the year for us. Laptops are getting closed. All right, laptops are getting closed for this. I actually got to find my IFB because I lost it. Oh, there you this go. Is, uh, this, is, this is how Quinn talks to me, so... <laughs> Little uh, little peek behind the curtain there. That's live not, television. Not sure, not sure how that happened. It's live television, baby. All right, let's get to it. Quinn, what are the categories? Yep. So today? same thing. Ten questions, four categories. Name that team. Uh, switching it up a little bit this week. Second category is tight ends and wide receivers. Third category is called under pressure. Ooh. Okay. Uh, and we also have name that player. Of course. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's do it. Ooh, switch up. <sighs> I like it. Uh, We'll start with name that player. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Devontae Adams leads the NFL with nine receiving touchdowns of 20-plus yards. Who ranks second with six? Is it Tyler Lockett, Gabe Davis, CeeDee Lamb, or Stephon Diggs? Mm. Devontae Adams leads the NFL. Nine receiving touchdowns of 20 yards or more. It's pretty incredible. I know where my mind went initially, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, because 20 yards or more. My mind went to one Tyler Lockett out the gate. Lockett is... When Lockett scores a touchdown, it seems like it's beyond 20, yeah. right? Because when you get in the red zone, they're going to utilize the tight ends more. They're going to run the ball more, especially while Kenneth Walker's been healthy. You also have DK Metcalf, of course. So those are more of your red mm-hmm. zone targets anyways. And I know Lockett's had some end zone success. I don't hate the Lockett guess. CeeDee Lamb and Stephon Diggs are just volume picks, right? Yeah, like, do, Are one of those guys going to hit six just because of that? Gabe Davis feels like an easy answer 
But I feel like Gabe Davis started hot in that category. And it just hasn't. And I don't think he's Mm -hmm. been as productive since. Eli's putting CeeDee Lamb as the top of the bar here. Where's the chat leaning on this one? Let's get let's get a little more. They they can see our takes. Let's see a little more of their takes here. Um, right now it is not particularly close. Chat is going with Lockett. Okay. I think. Lockett yeah, I mean that's where I wanted to go. I think that Lockett is the strongest. I I don't have. I just did didn't have a. What? I was going to. Do you have another one? I'm trying to think. Back to this past week. I can't remember. But yeah, that's just. I, I think he's had. Like you said, when he has touchdowns, they're all bombs. That's situation. what it feels like. That's what it feels like. And Geno Smith, one of the highest big-time throws yeah. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now, should, we, should we lock? I'll go lock. We're going to lock, lock it in with, with Tyler Lockett at A. Lock it in. Chad is also going with Lockett. Okay. All right. All right. Once it's Tyler Lockett. Boom. We're all smart. Just just some mutual respect between the desk the and the chat here. No, I think that, you know, we talked about it right there. That, that That's the logic that you got to go with. Geno Smith, he's got one of the highest big-time throw percentages in the NFL. He's got one of the highest overall numbers there, too. If you're going to hit one of those big, deep passes, it feels like Tyler Lock's going to yeah. be that guy. Mm-hmm. So, made sense. Made sense all the way. One-to-one. All right, next question. Same category. Mm-hmm. Jamal Williams leads the NFL with 12 red zone rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts and this player rank second with eight. Is it Zeke, Miles Sanders, Derrick Henry, or Nick Chubb? Jamal Williams leads the NFL with 12 red zone rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts and this player have eight. Oh man, would it be Jalen and Miles? I was, I was thinking the two at the bottom. Yeah. One of those two. It's just the the overall volume numbers. Mm-hmm. Again, those are those are two volume picks there. Man, I can't decide between which of the two though. Yeah. I think Chubb is second in TDs behind Jamal. Okay. I think. But again, if he's not second, he's third, and Derrick Henry's second. Yeah. So this one's this one's tough. I think we are correctly identifying the two that it would be between. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that sticks out? Man, he went. He put Henry on the graphic. Eli put Henry on the graphic. Has Henry? Had, I'm trying to think. Has Henry had a lot of long tutties this year? I think he has. But how many touchdowns does Chubb also yield to Cream Hunt? That doesn't feel like it's been a lot this year. Cream Hunt's been kind of poo. Kind of big poo. All right. Which which should we go with? Nick Chubb. Okay. So, Chubb. Going Nick Chubb. Chat is also going with Nick Chubb. Ugh. You guys should have rode with Eli on the top. It was Henry, Derek, Henry. Well, in your head. You know, in your head. there were, I, I, I ended up going with Nick Chubb. Is Nick Chubb, do we know where he is with these numbers? Do we have those numbers in front of us? I don't know if you guys do. Uh, no, we were not supplied with that info. So, Usually we are. So I, the reason why I ended up going with Nick Chubb is just because I don't think there's a lot of red zone passing options for mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns. And I also, like, Jacoby Brissett's not a red zone rushing option. In Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill's a rushing option once you get closer to the end zone. and They run Brissett a little. I feel like they have more options in the yeah. passing game there, too. No, I, I, I really was just a coin flip for me. I'm not sure. Mm. All right, one-to-one. One. Didn't lose ground, though. That's what's most important. We're tied here. All right, last question from this category. Okay. Levi Wallace and this corner have allowed the most catches, gaining 15 yards all season was 17. Is it Trayvon Diggs, Carlton Davis, Derek Stingley Jr., or Asante Samuel Jr.? Well, did you say that Asante leads the NFL in receiving yards allowed? A lot of 15-plus yard gains would be an easy way to do an that. An easy way to do that. Carlton's not been good this year. No. 
Carlton has not been good this year, which is okay. I mean, corner is a. I know, I've I've seen some Bucks fans be like, well, he's washed. He's you got to calm down. Corner is an up and down thing. He'll be all right. Diggs kind of fell back down to earth in terms of a little bit, but most but, but catches I, at fifteen plus but yards. But I don't think that. No, no, I'm not there. Stingley is the one who I'm worried about. Because mm-hmm. Stingley's given up a lot. Some chunk plays there. Right. Uh I still lean Samuel. I mean, we know he's given up the most yards. Yeah, you did, and it's just you been didn't make that known. A deluge on him. A what? A deluge. Deluge. I don't know if that's a word or not, but I'm that's just gonna I'm gonna trust you with it. Just like I'm gonna trust you with Asante Samuel being the answer at D. Do we have enough votes in the chat? Because we're gonna go we're gonna go with D. Asante Samuel Jr. here. The chat is also going Asante Samuel. Yeah, I bet they are, Eli. We give them a little I bet it. they are. Well, because you said it when we were doing the bats. Yeah, you literally so, yeah. said this. We gave them. It is D. Two. Damn it. <laughs> Why did I? Why do I have to give such if good anything, analysis? Early? This is great. The chat's getting this. It means they're paying attention. Yeah. On trivia day, that's true. That is very true. Appreciate you guys pre- uh, paying attention to the show. Next time we do this for the uh, pr- the segment that we have leading up to trivia, just be like. Yeah, I mean, this guy's, you know, good. He's yeah, playing, you know, just he's, lie. He's False like, flag, literally. give, give uh, inaccurate information. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not that Samuel yeah, Jr. has yeah. been locking people down. King. Him and Sauce Garner. It's just them. Boom, <laughs> yeah. right there. All right, what's the next one? We changing categories, right? Yeah, changing categories. Okay. Uh, this one's name that team. All right. Texans in this team have the fewest red zone rushing touchdowns with four. Bucks, Colts, Broncos, or Packers. Put, they had to do it. They had to do our teams like that. Right? <laughs> had to do us. Um, I feel like it's not the Packers. Uh, yeah, it the Packers be the haven't Packers. been good for sure. Yeah, but I think the they've had at least like five or so. Um, and I'm trying to think of like Aaron Jones himself is. I think I have a. I I think I know what the answer is. Okay. I'm. Yeah. I I I'm seventy three percent sure. What okay. The answer is. Cool. Take it home. He's putting the Colts up there on the ticker. So it's the Bucks, the Colts, the Broncos, or the Packers. Bucks run game hasn't been great. That's true. Well documented. Yeah. Exceedingly well documented. I think it's the Broncos. I do think it's the Broncos too, I, but I, I, I think it's the Broncos. Okay. Just so you're playing the odds here, when you don't score touchdowns. It's hard to have a lot I of rushing I think time. the Broncos have the lowest red zone percentage in the NFL. Yeah. So just playing the numbers okay. overall. We're going to go with the Broncos. Right. We're going to go see the Denver Broncos. Have you guys seen that, uh, like that meme, that graph of like toilets in Russell Wilson's house? Yes. And like touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> I like he that. hasn't hit it yet, right? No, he is not. No, he's no. way under. Wait, he's way under? He's like three or four touchdowns under. Oh, well, that is way under. Yeah, yeah. That is that is unfortunately way under for where we are with Russell Wilson. All right, we're going with the Broncos. Chad is also going with the Broncos. Oh, God, Trev, I expected you to nail this one. It was the Bucs. Is it really? Bucks. Yeah, it's the oh. That is putrid. Twos. Ugh. Yeah, I... Uh... I, I mean, thought Bucks or Broncos. Colts, I mean, they, they stink. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I'm pretty sure the Broncos have the lowest red zone percentage in the NFL. And Lord knows their run game has been a mess with Javante Williams out the whole season. But they've also not thrown the ball for scores either. So. That's, that's, you know, that's how you get the lowest red zone percentage in the NFL. Yeah. All right. My Damn. goodness. All right. Four rush TDs in the red zone. <sighs> you guys ready? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Name that team sticking with uh, more putrid ground games. Browns lead the NFL with 18 rushes, rushes of 20-plus yards. <laughs> Tyler. Who has the fewest with one? Broncos, Bucks, Vikings, or Steelers? Oh, great. Here we go. The Browns lead the NFL one with 18 rush. rushes of 20 yards or more. Who has the fewest with one? Wow. Um, one? Well... We broke down one of the Vikings. If that was the only one all season, that would be pretty nuts. Um, what about 
and you know the Bucks better than I. I know Rashad White had at least one. He only has one. I don't know if Fournette's Done. had a 20-yarder. Um, <laughs> dude, this one's good. This is good. This is a good one. It's a good one. I hate it, but it's good. Eli put Najee on the on the ticker. It's uh, it's not the Steelers. Um, God, I can only think of that one Rashad White run. There has to have been. Has to. Have been. You don't think Tom Brady's had a twenty-yard scamper? He did have a little scoot. He did have a scoot. That was, I think, longer than 10 yards, but I don't think it was 20. don't think it was 20. I, you know, I think it might be the Steelers. I know Na- Najee had not had like a long of like 12 in week eight. <clears throat> like they hadn't had an explosive no. run. It's not going to be that. You don't think so? No. No. I can, I can remember, I can remember at least two runs that I've seen since then. Okay. That have been over 20. Okay. At least two. Who's the Who's the other one? It was Broncos, the Broncos, Bucks, Vikings. I, I don't oh, think the Vikings. Broncos, Broncos, Bucks, Vikings, Steelers. Dude, I really think that it might be the Bucks. Again, I, I really think that it's the Bucks. <clears throat> All right, ready? Okay. All right, it's the Steelers. It's deep. Yeah. Chad is also going with the Steelers. Damn. You guys should have doubled down. It's the Broncos. Oh, oh. man, it is the Broncos. Man. Yeah, so that's yeah. we were just opposite on those categories. Damn it. Yeah. We picked the Broncos for the one before. We picked the Bucks. Man. Statistically, that makes sense because, like, how many running backs have they gone through this year? How many guys that, that have, like, even substantial carries, you know? I, yeah. I really did think it was going to be the Steelers. Steelers got to have two. I know. If it's if it it's it's, it's just got to be two. Maybe you guys thought that because someone was on the graphic. No. I mean, I don't know. No, 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 no. That was my initial. No, yeah, that's what I thought immediately. I do want to know, man. Steelers. I thought it was the Steelers Shit. immediately. All right, they do, two, do end around. Two to two. Man, these are tough. These are good questions. I was sitting next to Dave Salfaro, who was doing the questions yesterday, and he just looked at me and he's just like, "The trivia questions tomorrow are gonna be a doozy." I'm like, "All right." He uh, wasn't kidding. He wasn't kidding. Two 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 on the set. All right, last one from uh, from this category. Yes. Um, more just futility. Which team has allowed the most first downs in the NFL with 272? Is it the Lions, the Falcons, the Bears, or the Vikings? Oh, my. That's a good one. The most first downs in the NFL. Um, I got it. I gotta take. I the, gotta guess. The thing about these defenses mm-hmm. is that they're bad, right? I mean, well, don't hate on the Vikings. I think the Vikings are. I don't think it would, it would blow I, my I, mind if the Vikings were. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's the Vikings. Um, but the Lions, the Falcons, and the Bears are bad. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, whoever's one, the my, others are two or three. <laughs> my initial, uh, I'll say. Give, I don't want to tip my hand too soon here. But I have a strong inclination towards one team. Eli put the Vikings on the graphic. It w- would be pretty shocking if it was the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Most first downs in the NFL. It's not going to be the Vikings. No way. It's not going to be the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my inclination was to go with the Bears. Why the Bears, though? Because their run defense has been so bad, so a lot of teams have run on them. When you run on the ball, get I, bad I, run defense. I noticed that Morrow and Jaquan Brisker are both two of the top ten missed tackles players in the NFL, yeah. which so they've tends to yield itself towards first it's a, down. Yeah, team. like a bad run defense, you're just going to get first down, first down, first. Like you're going to give up drives instead of versus explosive plays. So that was my take, whereas I think the Lions have given up a lot of, like, more more explosive plays for scores, mm. um, and then Falcons was the other one. The Falcons just they they play such a game script that's so uh, like Low slow. slow. Yeah, yeah. Not that the Bears don't, but I think the defense. Is a little I bit think just because of the missed tackles, I feel like I'm going to agree no. with you. I think I'm going to go with the Bears. Let's go with the, with Bears. the Bears. Let's we'll just do the Bears. Bears. I, I don't hate that logic. 
Let's go back. Chat is going with the Lions. Okay. Man, this is like a AFC North slugfest, no, man. Low, low scoring game. It's the Falcons. It. Still twos. This is tough. These are tough questions. Dave, Dave did his dirty here. Man! Falcons, most first downs in the NFL? I w again, I know we literally just proved this, but wouldn't have guessed it. Yep. Would not have guessed it. All right, what's next? What do we got next? Dave was in his bag yesterday because I hit him up and I was like, hey, do you need help with these questions? And he immediately like sent me everything. Like he ripped through these. So he was pretty confident in his. Uh, he told, I was, sit, I was sitting next to him in the office yesterday Dave. and he was, he was hyped to watch us not get these questions correct. So he's doing a great job here. We are, we are locked two to two. Let's go. All right, next category, tight yeah. ends and wide receivers. Okay. This is this is this is this is where somebody separates mm -hmm. right here. Full yeah. pun intended because it's wide receivers yeah. and tight ends. Okay. Who has the most receiving yards from the slot with six hundred and two? Tyler Boyd, CeeDee Lamb, Christian Kirk, or Tyreek Hill? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, it's a doozy. Okay, let's let's do process of elimination here. Okay, I I don't I'm inclined to say that it's not Tyler Boyd because there were four games that Jamar Chase missed, which made me makes me think that Boyd had to play outside. No, no, I don't think games. he was. Did he not? I, I think he's still just always been slot. No matter That's why what. I was to, okay. to, of those guys. I think he's had the highest percentage of slot. Okay. And because Which, the Bengals are so good and they have so many mouths to feed and Joe yeah. Burrow is so good, they just well, when you can, around when and you can just, the Super Bowl. When you have a basically Jamar Chase clone and Trent Irwin coming back. That's true. You, know, you might as well might as well let him cook. Um, so Tyler Boyd was my actually first inclination. Um, Tyreek's kind of been – he plays a good deal in the slot and obviously he has a ton of volume, but I think a lot of his big plays have come outside – if I recall, Kirk was the other one that's like, I think he's majority, like vast majority slot. Uh, he was my first guess. So it, I, I'm thinking Boyder, whereas I think Lamb's been a little more outside this year. But I, but, the, but the, the thing is, Lamb and Hill have obviously one and two in yards like uh, on that list, whereas Boyd and Kirk are, le are further down that list, but then probably more of their production or higher percentage of their production coming from the slot. So it's tough you. It's tough for sure. Um, your, your, your choice. Dealer's choice. I think I like Kirk the best. Okay. Cool. I think. I think. Jaguars country. Jaguars country. Let's ride. I think I like Kirk. Okay. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's obviously been the go-to the entire year. Most of his production is going to come from this lot no matter what. I figured they would have moved Tyler Boyd around in with the Bengals but you say he's still there so that kind of worries me Eli's got Tyler Boyd as a top at bar Huda who do that who who do they is really the question all right I'm gonna go Christian Kirk do it you, you cool it yep all right Christian Kirk we're going Kirk Chad is also going Christian Kirk okay threes <sighs> it is well Good done shit. Chad well done Chad well done Oh, yeah, it just makes too much sense. Mm -hmm. There's uh, a lot of volume to be had. He's yeah, the main like producer. Boyd's third mouth, Kirk's first mouth. That's Yeah, that also goes into it. I was a little worried about Tyreek because Tyreek has, what, 1,200 receiving yeah, yards? Yeah, he's just got so much, but yeah. And, it, and that's half. Mm -hmm. You know, like even if you would have said, like, oh, just a couple of them have come from the slot, that number yeah, would have yeah. almost made sense there, which I, I think Tyreek's probably going to be up there just from a volume standpoint anyways. But All right, 3-3. Three, three. All right, three. same category. This is tight. This is tight. Travis Kelsey leads all tight ends with 483 yards after the catch, which tight end is second with 366. Is it Dallas Goddard, David Njoku, TJ Hawkinson, or Mark Andrews? Man. God, that's not close. <laughs> no, that's not close. 483. The 366 is not close. I, I know both Njoku and Andrews have missed some time. Yeah. 
I don't think it's Andrews just because Andrews of how much doesn't time he's missed. And also, he's like a downfield target in that offense. Right. Uh, he's not that. That's just. Whereas in Joku, I immediately went Hawkinson. Okay. Honestly, my thought was Goddard. Um, and Joku's when he does get targeted, a lot of times it's like flats, crossers, but. I still think he's probably missed too much to. All right. Um, A and C were the names that I went to immediately, mm-hmm. anyways. I don't have a good enough beat on Goddard's numbers. I don't. So if, if you have a lot more faith than I do, then we can go with that. Eli's, let's go Hawkinson. Let's Eli's go Hawkinson. putting Hawkinson on the on the, uh, the cool. top of bar. Cool, Hawkinson. I feel like Hawkinson. He wasn't lighting the world on fire when he was in Detroit, but he was still playing okay. Yeah. And then he got to Minnesota, and he's I feel like his role has definitely increased since he has been in Minnesota. But has that been yards after the catch? Dude, trust your gut. Trust your gut. All right. We'll go, we're going T.J. Hawkinson. Trust in the gut. Going T.J. Hawkinson here. Chad is also going T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah. It's Dallas Goddard. Ah. I knew that one. Well, A, because I have the answer in front of me. And B, uh, <laughs> Dallas Goddard's on my fantasy team. And even though he's missed time, he was balling. He was putting up big numbers. No, uh, he was. But there's just, again, so many mouths to feed in yeah. Philadelphia. No, I would have I, I yeah. thought, man, if they're going to dial up yards after catch routes, it's probably not going to be for Goddard. No, he, he, do, he does a lot of the underneath but stuff. He's a good athlete. Rounded, he is a good athlete. Though, Devante, so Devante I can see that. I know that. I know they'll give him some screen passes, too. I've seen that as well. So, all right. Man, three to three, right? Still three to three? Threes, yeah. Two questions left. And then, obviously, tiebreaker if you needed. Um, last category, though. It's called under pressure. Yep. This QB has the most passing yards while under pressure. Is it Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, or Justin Herbert? Man, this one's tough. That's a lot of passing yards under pressure. That's a ton of passing yards under pressure. Shit. So. I think I know where I'm leaning here. Okay. I think I know where I'm going. I. I don't think it's. I don't think it's A or B. Um, I also don't think it's A or B. I think you've just got to look at it logically, right? When Josh Allen's in trouble, I feel like he often will run, right? He yes, has so much, he has so much production rushing. So obviously, Josh Allen has gotten a lot of yards anyways this year, but so many of them have come on the ground. When he's pressured, he can do things with his legs. Kirk Cousins playing behind an offensive line that has generally been very good. So how many yeah, times nice. has Kirk been under pressure where he's been able to get the ball out? I know Ed Ingram mm-hmm. hasn't uh, had, uh, had a – decent stretch of the year where he wasn't very good but i feel like the offensive line overall especially at the tackle spots they've been playing really well so how much out under pressure really has he been to get over a thousand yards under pressure i think he's been under pressure a good deal but then he's i think he's quite a bit behind both mahomes and herbert just in terms of yards right yeah you know like those guys just have more right so and then mahomes crazy percent of his yards under pressure mahomes uh where i will say this pretty much every time he breaks the pocket that's an under pressure drop back it is, you know, and I will say this: Orlando Brown, Jr. and Andrew Wiley have been in the top, top ten yeah. of pressures allowed of offensive tackles in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now, on the complete flip side, their interior offensive line is one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. Where the Chargers, though, are just a bad offensive line. The Chargers are a bad offensive like... line. Herbert doesn't run, and Herbert mm-hmm. also doesn't take sacks. Doesn't take sacks is the other big thing. Do you think it's because he's scared? Is that is he scared to take sacks or run? Oh, is he just scared? A little scared. Is this like scared a Joe Burrow, Gordon. Justin Herbert thing? A little we, bit. He um, just doesn't have that dog in him like Joe. I think hmm, this one's tough. I would I'm I'm I would guess Justin Herbert. Okay. I would guess. Let's do it. Herbert. That was my initial. That was my initial. I'm gonna be mad if it's Mahomes because I know for a fact the tackles have given up so many pressures and Mahomes always just gets yards after pressure. Let's go Herbert. Let's go Herbert. All right, we're going Herbert. We're going Herbert. Chat also went Herbert. Okay. Well, it's not Mahomes. 
But it's also not Herbert. It's Kirk. It is Kirk. Well, that's insane. Yeah. Kirk was option three for me. Yeah. Solidly. Solidly option three. Would have never right. considered him. Did not, yeah. Would have never considered Wild. him. Now, I will say that we pointed out on this very show a couple of weeks ago, Kirk's having his best year under pressure. Mm-hmm. He's having his best year. But Kirk having his best year under pressure, I did not think was going to amount to him being number one in the NFL in passing yards under pressure. Didn't think that was going to be the case. Hat tip. Hat tip. Hat tip to him. One question left. Wow. Three to three. Three to three. Insanity. Barn burner. You guys ready? Yes. It's all on the line here. This player has the most catches while the quarterback is under pressure. Austin Eckler, Tyler Lockett, Justin Jefferson, or Tyreek Hill? Great question. This player has the most catches while the quarterback is under pressure. Well, we just established who has the most, the most yards, under pressure. yards under pressure. Justin Jefferson, I think, is... Like, I, I believe Justin Jefferson is top five. He's not one or two, but he's top five in the NFL in total receptions. Mm-hmm. Volume alone makes him a very strong candidate. Yeah. Tyreek, though... Number one in the NFL in receptions. Mm-hmm. Tua Bailoa, number one in the NFL in terms of PFF passer grade under pressure this season. Goat. Austin Eckler. Security blanket for Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. We said the offensive line was bad. Tyler Lockett was the answer to the first question that we had in trivia and would be one hell of a full circle if he was the answer here for the last question. That would be. That would be a well, well run trivia game by I'm thinking of everything Dave. I'm thinking of everything all right I, I have my I have I my take here should we let's let's count down and we say who we think it is at the same time here all right okay. five four three two one Austin, Austin Eckler. Eckler hey lock it in lock it, lock in. it in lock it in and chat, the chat chat by landslide is going Austin Eckler as well damn it we're going to extra innings boys well obviously four to four it's Austin Eckler yeah man we did the breakdown. We, we said it. <laughs> I know. We said it on Tuesday. You guys watched the show. Love you guys. Is there a pressure he throws? He's the right there. Player. And you were literally yeah. like, oh, he's under pressure. This is the only option because yeah. nobody else can get open. Nobody else can get open on the Chargers offense. Four to four. Ten trivia questions weren't enough to make it happen. Was it ten or eight? How many do we have? Ten. And ten we, questions weren't enough we to settle the score. Only got the same ones right, right? We we didn't have any. There was no jockeying. No, nope. that's wild. That's nope. the first time that's nope. happened. This was tight. This was a yeah. tight competition here. Y'all brought your A game. <sighs> All right. So for anybody new here, let's go. Basically, how tiebreaker works. Go. Um, I'm going to give you a question. It's not going to be multiple choice. Whoever gets closest to what the actual answer is, what the actual number is, mm-hmm. wins the tiebreaker. How, how are you doing this? How are you doing this with the chat rules? No, not Price is Right rules. No Price is Right. How are you doing this with the chat? We're going to pose a question in the chat. Whichever answer is the most common, that's what the chat goes oh, with. Okay. You guys have, obviously, your guesses. Okay. So the mode. If and it's will. not Price is Right rules. Not no, price not Price is Right rules. There's also 322 people in the chat right now, or could be. So so they got the upper hand. Well, 100 of them are crypto bots, but you know that's fine. If they want to, if I mean, if they want to vote, they can also vote. I don't think so. they're crypto bots. I think it's a different type of bot, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> All right, what's the question? You guys ready? Yep. Yeah. All right. Jarius Sneed has the most total pressures this season amongst non-defensive line players, corners, okay, I love linebackers, that. safeties, obviously. Oh. How many does he have? This is a phenomenal question. Phenomenal tiebreaker question. Dave Salfaro was in his bag this week. Most total oh, pressures this among season. linebackers too. What? What? That man be blitzing. Holy shit! <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Micah Parsons isn't a, a linebacker, right? Yeah, that's got to be. <laughs> no. Uh, he I, is classified as an edge. He's, he's an edge player. That blows yeah, my player. mind. That, that's a luxurious needs dog. Are Man, we sure this includes linebackers? 
Yes. So it's wild. Sneed played outside corner, his started his career at LA Tech, switched to safety, mm-hmm. and now he plays slot. And the dude's he's, he's good. He's probably their best, been their best. Uh, no, he's been their best corner so far seven. this year. Well, McDuffie's been good, but he's been hurt. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, shit. So if it's amongst linebackers, all right, they played. Thir- they've played twelve games because they've had their bye week, so they mm-hmm. played twelve games. Your corner. How many times do you blitz in a game? Him probably, three. Probably, I could see up to four? upwards to four or five. So. So I mean, if he gets on a on a corner blitz. There's a decent chance that you're recording a pressure, yeah. right? Because it's a, it's a look that they're probably not accounted for, especially if you're going four or five times. You're probably hoping to do it at advantageous times. Yeah. I was thinking somewhere in the neighborhood of 23. Okay. Well, I mean, if yeah. I mean, if you go... I would say like, tw- I would say like 27. So you okay. want to go 25? Yeah. Let's go 25. All right. We're going to go 25. 25 is our answer. And we think Chad is going to go with 17. It's been spammed in the chat a okay. lot. Okay. Oh, shit. Do they know something we know? Oh, do they know? They must know because they walked it off. But you know what? That's a good thing because that means that, like you said yesterday, Mike, we're People selling a lot of subscriptions. How many did they get? So was, is it 17? Yeah. 17. Oh, you guys It's are one of the most impressive not, things I think I've ever seen. No, 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 no. If you guys are spamming 17 out here, you're looking it up. But let's keep it a buck. Let's say one or two people is. That still means everybody else would have to buy into them being right. I love all of you for buying subscriptions. You're my favorite people in the world for doing so. That's cheating. See, my take, I was going to, until they added linebackers in there, I I was like, I I was thinking seven. I was thinking in the teens. Yeah. But then if it's among linebackers, you got to be. Shit. Look at Renner already going to. I'm going to search how much. Maybe maybe that's uh, <laughs> who's maybe, the top linebacker. Maybe that's uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's may, maybe the message here is that we need linebackers to be better. Yeah, I'm talking. Dave I'm, better hope he. Got I'm looking right. at you. Devin White has 24 pressures. Devin White has 24 pressures. We were sold a bag of goods again on the tiebreaker. Come on, come on. You know, Mike, I really think you're selling us out back here with just looking these up and trying to to make I just us look truth. All right, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I, I want so nobody's accurate. Yeah, we didn't this time. So and Dave, call in. Yeah, we get him on another game-winning question. Gone awry. Don't mess with my nut, Dave. Yeah, gone awry. This is the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> All right, that's what trivia is. Uh, All right, congrats, chat. You guys won five to three. Even though I think it's a little sketchy, it's a little sketchy. Be honest with yourselves, especially if you looked up the answer. Come on. I also just have to point out where you have a chat rate of about 74 right now just because people are spamming else. I do see. I do. I do see that. For reference, that's a very good. I do. I do see that. I do see that. Outstanding number. Mm. I uh, I love that you guys love this so much. Uh, um, this is this is a lot of fun for us to do every single every single Thursday. So even though you know you guys are up in the wing column, it's all right, five to three. We're gonna make sure that we lock down. We got a couple more weeks to make sure that we do this to make yeah, sure that shit. we're not only just tying you, mm-hmm. but we're gonna get ahead. Yeah, we we're gonna take season. the crown when it's all said and done. It's a it's a season award here. It's a season award. Mike, before we get out of here, mm-hmm. what's your Thursday night football takes here? Let's go spread. Let's go over under. Let's give a prop bet for the good people here on Thursday night. Quite the matchup. Mm, yes. Oh, yeah. Titanic. Las Truthfully. Vegas Raiders. Los Angeles Rams. At the Rams. Uh, I'm going to go vet Raiders six and a half. Rams may be starting a guy they just signed this week at quarterback. Even if they're not, it's still not good. Going under for that reason as well, the 43 and a half. And go Matt Collins under 45 and a half. Receiving yards because I don't think they're going to have to pass. I don't think pass. I just thought about this because I'm still bitter about it. We guessed 25 pressures, and you said the Devin White linebacker leads with 24. That so was, I mean, we, we were right off. on. Yeah. We were literally right If he on. had more than Devin White. We were dead on. It would have been We 25. were dead on. We were dead on. We were. That's just. I want answers. I want answers. Um, I'll, t- I'll take the Raiders, I guess. I'll take the Raiders to overcome the uh, the six and a half. That line is so big, but 
what am I going to do here? John Walford, maybe Baker Mayfield coming off two days of practice. I'm not betting on that. There's no way I'm betting on that. The Raiders on the other side of the coin, three wins in a row, two overtime wins, a really nice win last week against the Chargers. So I'll take the Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders to overcome the six and a half. Over under, 43 and a half. I'll go over, I guess. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun and score some points on a Thursday night. Doesn't normally always work like that, but we saw what kind of a role Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams are on. Those guys alone, I feel like, could uh, could get as close to that 45.5 number from the Raiders' side of things. And then my prop along those lines, Josh Jacobs. I'm going over 20.5 carries. They have just been leaning on this yeah. guy, and he has delivered every time. There's no sense in stopping now. I think that's the way that you do it. That's the recipe. I'm going over 20.5. There we go. Love it. I answer to the question. Of the day? Yep. I need to hear it. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, I need to you're hopefully going, get a W in my life. Since 2006 in your life. Jeez. Uh, only three rookie quarterbacks have had a higher PFF passing grade than Baker Mayfield did in his rookie season. Name the quarterbacks. You're going Archie 3, you're going Russ, and you're going Snack Dak. Prescott. All right. Those are the three. Dakota. Is that the answer? It is Bob Griffin 3. Mm-hmm. It is Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And then it's Matt Ryan. Oh, you did mention Matt. Dakota was four. That's oh, close. that's so close. That's good. Or Dakota was five after Baker. That's great. So on he you. would have been the. Let me look that one up. It's kind of solid guess. <laughs> solid logic. Let me see. What did Baker have Mike, as a rookie? Mike has Mike's so little faith in the system today. Mike All right, has Baker so Mayfield grade passing grade as a rookie seventy nine point nine. Uh huh. Dakota Prescott. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you do your thing. If you need to complete. Dak Prescott, eighty-one point five. What are we doing here? He was higher as a rookie. I, do you have the correct rookie year? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe including the postseason as well into his numbers. So. Oh, this was regular season. I should have regular season only. I should have clarified mm-hmm. that. That's me. Well, that's I'm still right. <laughs> I guess Matt Ryan was higher too. I even threw him out there. I, well, well. Hate to see. Well, we'll, re- we'll rebuild Mike's faith in PFF Ultimate before next week when we get back to trivia. You guys are up. Enjoy it. Enjoy another week of being on top. Five and three is the record here, but we're coming. We're coming next week. We're not going to ease up. We are not going to ease up. We're going to close the gap. We're going to get even, and we're going to put this thing down to the wire to see who gets the crown at the end of the year. You guys enjoy Thursday night football. Oh, who's chat our champ. chat champ? Chat yeah, champ. Who's your chat champ? Probably my favorite comment of all time. Cole Christensen is our chat champ, and at the beginning of the show, he said, shout out to everybody watching and pretending to work right now. So shout out to them. Shout out. That's what I'm doing. I'm pretending. True commitment. To, I'm That's pretending. True commitment. Yeah, we're just pretending. pretending to work right now. Yeah. You're sitting at the desk. Computer's up. We're pretending to work. Appreciate, appreciate Cole uh, watching the show. Appreciate everybody watching the show. Cole, you got to be in the chat tomorrow to represent the chat, being our chat champ. We got playoff, bracketology, and bold predictions coming up tomorrow. One more show for the week. I'm Trevor Sikama. That's Mike Renner for everybody in the production portal. Thank you guys so much for watching. It's just football. We'll see you right here Friday, 11 a.m. tomorrow. See you guys then. It's not about politics, it's about football. This is a simple game. We're going to run the ball, and we're going to pass the ball. He's just going to play football, really. How good of a football player are you? I just get in and try to spin it. That's all. I just love the game. It really is the best time of the year.